This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. So you're looking forward to Christmas, everyone? Children, are you looking forward to Christmas? Did I hear adults also agree in there? I love Christmas, do you? I wish, shall I sing like I did at karaoke last night? I wish it could be Christmas Every day, I really do. I love Christmas. There's lots of things that we associate with Christmas all the time. Come on, shout out some things that we all associate with Christmas. Come on. Santa, yeah. What? Stuffing. Yeah. First thing I thought of is stuffing, yeah. Anything else? Turkey, yeah. Killing. Christmas dinner. They're all of a dietary nature coming out now, aren't they? We're showing your priorities. Anything else? Figgy pudding. Anything else? Nobody said the word I'm looking for. No. No, keep going. Carols. Who said carols? We have a couple of people in church this morning called Carol, and you didn't even name it. God. I love carols, don't you? Except I don't know what a lot of them are all about. What's with the three ships? Have you ever wondered about that? You know, I saw... Three, I need to say three ships, she thrips then. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. Mm, yeah. But one carol I always like, and it's the theme for my messages over this Christmas period, both uh, today and next Sunday. How many of you come to church next Sunday, Christmas Eve? Good. Fantastic. You come in band? You can join in. And Christmas Day. We're looking at this theme. Back over the summer when I was preparing for Christmas, this carol just jumped out at me. And in particular, one line from the carol, which says this, O tidings of comfort and joy. So over the next three weeks, I just want to, two weeks rather, three three, uh, services that we're together, I want to talk to you about this theme of comfort and joy that the caroler has penned. Do you like comfort and joy? Do you like comfort and joy? I've got to be honest with you. I love comfort. Can I show you something? This is something that the kids and everybody in our house love to do. Have you got one of these at home? You know when it's a little bit nippy? Because how many of you guys control the heating and the thermostat in your house? I've got proper control of the thermostat. Nobody touches the thermostat. Are we clear? But while I'm away, I've been away for four or five days on business. I come home, temperature's been shoved up. It has. So I've had to turn it back down again. But sometimes when it gets a little bit nippy, just the end of the night before you're about to go to bed, there's nothing like grabbing yourself a blanket. Is there? It's just me that does this then. It's just me that likes a blanket. I'm getting old to put it over my legs. But there's something about a blanket, isn't there? In fact, we have challenges with babies sometimes as they grow older to get rid of the blankie, aren't we? And it's manky and filthy and dirty, but there's something that's in the life and the heart of a baby that connects with the comfort that comes from objects like this. Comfort is such an important thing. I don't know about you, but I woke up this morning to the harrowing news of six people so far that have been killed in a tragic accident that happened not 12 hours ago. Just after 1 a.m. this morning, the police were called to an accident in Edgebaston, Birmingham. Six people dead so far. 
they need comfort, don't they? Someone's had a phone call or a text today that their life is never going to be the same. Christmas for them is never going to be the same. They need comfort. And you know, for us, Christmas can be our comfort. Let me explain. You see, there's a verse that's shared twice in Scripture. They're both very similar. The first one can be found in God's Word and can be found in Matthew 1, verse 21. And this is the angel that appears to Joseph and explains to him that instead of just putting away Mary because she's been... um, Uh, been found pregnant with a child and he's thinking what's going on is Mary sleeping around has she been unfaithful to me and an angel appears and says that she is gonna have a son birthed of God and the verse says this in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 it says this the angel says to Joseph she will give birth to a son and you are given the you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. I'm always trying to teach and encourage people at church to remember verses. Maybe remember this one. They shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1 verse 21. But there's a similar verse that we can find in Luke 1 31. Easy to remember. Matthew 1 21. Luke 1 31. And this is an angel that appears to Mary. So Joseph has a revelation from an angel, and so Mary has a revelation as well. And she says this, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. How many of you as adults, or how many of you have had a baby boy or a baby girl and struggled over a name? Have you done that? We've got a baby in the house today. Where's baby, uh, where's baby Elijah? He's sleeping fast there, sleeping in church, awake at 3 a.m. in the morning. That tends to be what they do, Dan and Emily. But they probably had lots of little conversations about what we're going to name the baby. I know Israel was on the agenda. I know Elijah, lots of different things. Philip was not on the agenda at all. That was not one of the names they considered at all. But they considered these names. But imagine that they didn't have to make that decision because an angel appeared to them and said, call him Elijah, to Dan and to Emily separately. And that's what happened. An angel appeared and called him Jesus because he will save people. And that's the comfort that we can have from Christmas, first of all, is the comfort, first of all, of certainty. You know, Christmas comes out every year, doesn't it? Every year, same time, same place, Christmas comes, doesn't it? I mean, it's not quite the same with Easter. We move that around. Have you noticed Easter's never on time? It's always late or it's always early. Easter's never on time, but Christmas... Since the year 336, that's the first recording of Christmas being celebrated on the 25th of December every year. That's a long time, isn't it? 336, we've had the certainty that Christmas is coming. (laughs) Christmas is coming! And there are things that are good about certainty, isn't there? 
In fact, the certainty, can you believe this? If you do some research, do you know what the most famous two Christmas ads that come on TV every year are? The John Lewis ad. I can tell you're all brand victims here. The John Lewis ad. They spend lots and lots of money, in fact, millions every year because they have made the John Lewis ad theirs. But go when you get home, Google it, and find out the things that John Lewis try and communicate through their advert every year. They want to bring to people in an uncertain world that's changing with Brexit and maybe car accidents and all kinds of illnesses and things. What they're looking to do is bring certainty, certainty into your life that everything's going to be okay this Christmas if you buy from John Lewis. So they focus on dogs bouncing on different You can all name the ads, can't you, and everything. They're trying to communicate to you the certainty of Christmas. And the certainty of Christmas comes from the reflection from the heart of God for us, which God wants us to know that he loves us and that he cares for us. And that, can I quote the song? Every little thing is going to be all right. In the middle of all the turmoil, in the middle of things that happen, with even family arguments that happen, and divorce stats in your new year go up and down as people like, look, do I really want to be doing this? In the middle of it all, we can turn to the certainty <coughs> that can be found in Christmas. Let that be our comfort today. Secondly, not just the certainty of Christmas, but the community of Christmas. Look at all of us here today. We've all gathered together. Some of you are wearing Christmas jumpers. Okay. Some of you are wearing Christmas socks. Got my Christmas socks on. I was accused yesterday of not being very festive at all. How dare they? So I've made a bit more of an effort today. This is as far as it goes. No Christmas underwear. Nothing else like that going on at all whatsoever, I assure you. Or maybe not. <laughs> But Christmas is a time of community that we all do crazy things. If you'd been here last night and to hear the rendition of George Michael's Last Christmas. Give me my heart. See it, it's on Facebook. Go to the ABC Facebook page, check it out and hear it. It'll make you cry. It really will. Not in that way. I tell you what, it'll make you cry. But we do all kinds of crazy things around community. We have Christmas crackers. We enjoy a mulled wine together. We do all of these things that we do to get together. On the train from Manchester back down to Thundilo uh, on Friday, I was sat next to two people, and I'm the kind of person that can't keep quiet on a train. I'm the annoying one. I'm the person that sits there, and I'm thinking, they're not speaking to me, but I don't like it. I don't like it when somebody just doesn't at least say to me, good afternoon. And I say, good afternoon, because we're civil at the end of the day. Come on. My favorite, can I share this with you? I love this. I love jumping on the tube train. I do it every time, not when my family's with me, because they kill me. I love walking into the tube. As the doors close, I say, morning, everyone. <laughs> I love it. And you see them. You see them give me instant space. It's great. But I don't know how millions can go on the tube every week and just sit there, put the tunes in, and not speak to each other. Because community is something great, isn't it? So I'm on the train. I'm next to these two guys, and he's trying to read a book. And I said, hi there. Are you okay? And do you know what he did? Because I engaged him. Instead of pulling up the book like that that I thought he might do, he just put his book down, and he says, 
hello. He says, where are you from? Because he noticed my accent. And I said, I'm from the suburban uh, capital of a place called Llandilo in West Wales. He had no idea where that was. <laughs> but he was from Bern in Switzerland. And I said, oh, interesting. I've been to Bern in Switzerland. And we got talking. And guess what I asked him? Why are you on the train? Because that's what we do as Welsh people. We start getting nosy, don't we? <laughs> hey, what's going on? That's what we asked. Where are you going? What did he say? I'm off to see my mother for Christmas. Community. And we use this time of year as a time of comfort, not just to focus on the celebrations of Christmas and all that's in it, but we use it for community, don't we? Yes, I know we do. Because Tina came to see me at the beginning of church, says a case is already packed. That's why she's not wearing the Christmas jumper, because she's off to Surrey on Friday for Christmas. And we wish you a very safe trip as you do. Although it is quite concerning that she's already packed. That's a bit organised, isn't it? <laughs> to be packed now, ready to go for a Friday. So we have the certainty of Christmas. We have the community of Christmas. But can I just introduce you in closing to the centre of the center of the center. You see, like a bullseye, you can start and score points on the outside, but everybody wants to focus on the bullseye, don't they? And in the same way, the story of Christmas, with all of what happens every year, as we know that it's gonna come up, the John Lewis ad, the Coca-Cola ad, all the things that happen, and we know that as well as the certainty that Christmas is coming, we also know of the reality that community comes our way, that we can all sit down and enjoy Christmas and sing carols together and do all of what we're doing. But as well as that, we can focus on the Christ of Christmas. You see, that's what Christmas is. It's Christ Mass, the celebration of Christ. The one who was sent when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary and Joseph, you're going to have a baby and he's going to save the people from what? From themselves. That's what he came to save us from. You see, built into the very heart of us as human beings, we do the wrong thing so much, don't we? Come on. Don't we do it? Those of us that have the discipline with the shopping, we do do it, don't we? We go there and say, shall I, shan't I? And we say to ourselves, oh, this is all the girls, obviously not the guys. The girls say, oh, I can't afford it, I can't afford it. And you back off and you leave that nice shirt or blouse or whatever it is you're buying. I don't know what women buy these days. And you leave it there and you turn your back on it and you're about to walk up the door because you're disciplined this time, aren't you? You're disciplined. And you're walking out the door and then before you get to the door, that little voice says to you, it won't be there next week. You will get home and regret this for the rest of your life. And what do you do? You turn around and you walk up. You take it off the hook or, and, then and you shove it. Or is it only me that's married to Ruth Morgan? <laughs> but don't laugh. Don't laugh because I know the rest of you, you look at that cake. And it's calling you, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Eat me. God. And this is our human experience, isn't it? Paul the Apostle says that the things we want to do, we don't do. And the things that we want to do, we don't. 
And Christ has come as the comfort of the world to help correct that in our lives. So instead of us trying to fix things for ourselves, instead of us trying to cope with cancer by ourselves, we can put our hands in his and say, Jesus, will you be my comfort in this situation? In the harrowing situations that a family in Birmingham find themselves today. And those, let's not forget the first responders either, shall we? Those that have to turn up at scenes like that not knowing what they're going to find. You know, they have to process and cope with all of that as well. Our hearts go out to them. But lives that are changed in a moment by pain needing comfort. You see, I started the message to you talking about a comfort blanket. Something that's physical, that just can affect us on the outside in terms of the way that we live our lives. Something that can just physically bring us some comfort and make things a little bit better and make things a little bit warmer. But I want to challenge you. Do you want some heat on the inside? Do you want that lovely, real, glowing feeling that comes from the comfort that comes to us in Jesus Christ? Because people celebrate Christmas and they miss the meaning so much. And Christmas ends up being a time for them that's full of arguing and full of competing with gifts and full of all the wrong things that comes with Christmas instead of it being full of tidings of comfort and joy. And that's my request to you and that's my promise to you today. My request to you is this. Look to Jesus, not the babe in the manger, not the babe, not the babe that grew up and went to the cross, but the person of Jesus Christ that the Bible teaches us, and the evidence is so incredible that he rose from the dead and that he's alive right now and wants a relationship with you and with me. Can we pray? Can we do that? Let's bow our heads, and I'm going to say two prayers if I can. I'm going to say, first of all, a prayer for you. You've come to God's house this morning. You've come into this church this morning. I know some of you. I don't know all of you. You might even be listening online to my voice right now. I don't know what you're going through right now. But there is a person that does. And his name is Jesus. And he is concerned with your life. He cares for your life, and he wants you to experience his love. And he wants his comfort and his joy to come in right now. So please, allow me to pray for you. Father God, I thank you for each person that is listening to my voice right now. You know each heart, you know each mind, you know each person and what they are going through. I pray that as this Christmas time, your peace, your love, and your joy might be theirs, that you would come into every situation. Lord, we believe in the God of miracles. I pray right now for family breakthroughs. I pray for unity. I pray for relationships that are broken. I pray for so many things that as we gather around the person of Jesus, you can be our comfort and you can fix them. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.
And I want to say a second prayer. And this second prayer is a prayer that we're going to say for those people that are less fortunate than ours today. We always reflect, don't we, on Christmas Day here at the church, on some of our compassion children that we sponsor here in other countries uh, that are so less fortunate than us, don't know where their next meal is going to come from. We also focus on the, the shoebox appeal that we send out every year over who's going to be in seven days' time opening that little shoebox. But as well as that, there are people that have been widowed, people that have been orphaned, People that are homeless in our country and in our nation right now. People that are really feeling the cost of austerity on their lives in a very, very real way. Let's us take a moment, if we can, to pray for them right now as well. Father God, we thank you for the comfort that is to be found in Jesus. Lord, we pray for those that are in need today, those that need food, those that need comfort in physical ways, Lord, those that have been orphaned, those that have been widowed, those even last night in Edgebaston, Lord, that have found their lives being thrown into an area of such grief, Lord, will you be their comfort this time? May they feel your love at this time. Lord, and help us to have an attitude of gratitude that we can be thankful of what we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a very great Christmas. If you're here with us next Sunday, we look forward to it. But if you can't make it, have a fantastic Christmas together. I'll be at reception on the way out in the connections area. If there's any of what I've talked about today or you're interested in knowing what a relationship in Jesus would look like, close up, then come and talk to me uh, after. I'd be delighted to tell you more. Thank you. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.